Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 35 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Exodus 16 today and our focus is on the danger of fussing as we say in the South. So this is a daily 10 minute podcast where we will dig into the truth of the word of God, reading one chapter of the word a day and discussing it. I want to welcome new listeners in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Rajasthan, India, Hamburg, Germany, Houston, Texas, and Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends, especially sharing episodes on social media. That would be fantastic. Please point people to our website, Bible2021.com, where we have a contact page for questions and comments, as well as show notes and a transcript and all that kind of good stuff. Following up on our episode from a couple of days ago about Barnabas, our friend, where what, huh, writes, Barnabas is my New Testament hero. After Jesus, he is the man I would most like to imitate. He was known for giving strength to the weak with his words. He was known to be generous. He was famously accepting of new believers, even Paul slash Saul. He was willing to go to great lengths to spread the gospel, he was supportive even of those whose faith was not strong enough to complete a mission, like John Mark, writer of the Gospel of Mark. Someday I will shake Barnabas's hand. Well, I hope I do the same thing. I'm with you on that where what, huh? Barnabas is the best and the opposite of what we are talking about today because we are up to our eyeballs in negativity with the Israelites today, grumbling, complaining, whining, fussing, grousing, whinging, bewailing, yammering, and yes, even belly aching. Most of us would not rank complaining as a particularly egregious sin, but it turns out, surprisingly, that the Bible and God himself takes a much dimmer view of complaining than we do. Consider this warning from Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, 10-11, don't grumble as some of the Israelites did and were killed by the destroyer. These things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our instruction, on whom the end of the ages have come. So Paul is referring back to an incident in number 16, where the people had grumbled against Moses and Aaron, and God had sent a powerful judgment against them, leading to a plague where thousands died. Another warning from James. James 5, 9 says, Brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge stands at the door. Man, that's pretty sobering, right? I mean, James is saying, hey, you complain about each other, Jesus is right there and you will be judged for it. Kind of, you know, sobering, I guess, is the right word for it. How about a warning from Jude about an end-time group of wicked people that will be judged at the second coming of Christ? Jude begins his description of this wicked bunch of apostate, false teachers with the fact that they the wicked people he's referring to are big-time complainers. So verse 16 says, These people are discontented grumblers, living according to their desires. Their mouths utter arrogant words, flattering people for their own advantage. And finally, one more positive exhortation from Paul. Philippians 2, 14-15, Paul writes, Do everything without grumbling and arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure, children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation, among whom you shine like stars in the world. 
So on the negative side, complaining and grumbling and such puts us in a dangerous position with God. But on a positive side, according to Paul here, not complaining, arguing, and grumbling allows us to shine like stars in a world filled with people who are not shining. Literally, part of what it means to be the light of the world is that we not complain, grumble, and argue. So let's read our passage today on manna and note how often the Israelites complain here several times a practice that will eventually result in much trouble for them. This is Exodus chapter 16, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. The entire Israelite community departed from Elim and came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had left the land of Egypt. The entire Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by pots of meat and ate all the bread we wanted. Instead, you brought us into this wilderness to make this whole assembly die of hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, I am going to rain bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. This way I will test them to see whether or not they will follow my instructions." On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, This evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the Lord's glory, because he has heard your complaints about him. For who are we that you complain about us? Moses continued. The Lord will give you meat to eat this evening and all the bread you want in the morning, for he has heard the complaints that you are raising against him. Who are we? Your complaints are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. As Aaron was speaking to the entire Israelite community, they turned toward the wilderness, and there in a cloud the Lord's glory appeared. The Lord spoke to Moses, I have heard the complaints of the Israelites. Tell them, At twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will eat bread until you are full. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God." So at evening, quail came and covered the camp. In the morning, there was a layer of dew all around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated, there were fine flakes on the desert surface, as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they asked one another, what is it? Because they didn't know what it was. And by the way, that's what manna is. What is it? Moses told them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather as much of it as each person needs to eat. You may Take two quarts per individual, according to the number of people each of you has in his tent. So the Israelites did this. Some gathered a lot, some a little. When they measured it by quarts, the person who gathered a lot had no surplus, and the person who gathered a little had no shortage. Each gathered as much as he needed to eat. And Moses said to them, No one is to let any of it remain until morning. But they didn't listen to Moses. Some people left part of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. Therefore, Moses was angry with them. They gathered it every morning. Each gathered as much as he needed to eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much food, four quarts apiece, and all the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses, and he told them, This is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow is a day of complete rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you want to bake, and boil what you want to boil, and set aside everything left over to be kept until morning. So they set it aside until morning, as Moses commanded, and it didn't stink or have maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you won't find any in the field. For six days you will gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. 
Yet on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they did not find any. Then the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and instructions? Understand that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he will give you two days worth of bread. Each of you stay where you are. No one is to leave his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel named the substance manna. It resembled coriander seed, was white, and tasted like wafers made with honey. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Two quarts of it are to be preserved throughout your generations, so that you may see the bread I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Moses told Aaron, Take a container and put two quarts of manna in it, then place it before the Lord to be preserved throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, Aaron placed it before the testimony to be preserved. The Israelites ate manna for 40 years until they came to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they reached the border of the land of Canaan. They used a measure called an omer, which held two quarts. So, let's close with Spurgeon's comments on God's grace on Israel's first round of multiple complaints during the Exodus. Spurgeon says, one would have expected a far severer rebuke from God than this one in Exodus 14, but the Lord was very pitiful towards them as he is also towards us. Pitiful here means compassionate. These first murmurings were not visited so severely as those further own. The Lord is loath to use his rod of discipline. And then later, though, when Spurgeon is commenting on Numbers 14.27, after years of complaints of the Israelites, verse 14.27 says, How long shall I bear with this evil congregation which murmurs against me? I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel which they murmur against me. Say unto them, As truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so I will do to you. And Spurgeon says of this, It is an awful thing when the Lord takes men at their word and says amen to their wicked speeches and complaints. They said that they were brought out to die in the wilderness, and the Lord tells them that they will indeed die. It was at this time that the Lord swore in his wrath that they would not enter his rest. Why not? Well, because of complaining and grumbling, at least in very large part. Well, let's end the show on a better note. Acts 9.31, our Bible memory verse for February, says... So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Amen, friends, and may the Lord bless you and keep you and keep all of our tongues away from complaining and arguing. Godspeed.